This week's episode is brought to you by Viewfinder Coffee Roasters. VCR is a specialty coffee roastery out of Dallas, Texas, that focuses on responsibly sourcing and sustainably roasting fantastic coffees from all around the globe. They take a scientific approach to their craft, ensuring consistent and delicious results. Right now, they have unique coffees from Guatemala, Colombia, Brazil, and Ethiopia. You can subscribe to the coffee you love, or they have a Roaster's Choice subscription, so you can rotate through all their options. With new coffees each season, you will have access to try new and interesting brews. Make sure to check them out at Instagram at Viewfinder Coffee, or their website, viewfindercoffee.com. For a limited time, use our code from this show, 21WONDERS, that's code 21WONDERS, for 12% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome. This is 21. Episode 5.3, Still as Mysterious Today. We are in the middle of the fifth wonder on our list, the Great Pyramid of Giza. We have looked at the basic stone structure, what it looked like upon its completion, and we have even taken a little side detour to view what else was built on the Giza Plateau aside the Great Pyramid. The construction of the Great Pyramid kicked off a flurry of monuments built on the plateau. Today we will wrap up the construction and makeup of the pyramid before going into the history of the pyramid next week. Now you may have noticed that this week's episode is a little bit shorter than some of the others, but that is because as I was researching this episode, there were more interesting stories about the history of the pyramid and the people who entered it, or tried to at least. And while some of these stories do touch on the interior of the pyramid, I wanted to do all the stories about the people entering the pyramid next week. So we will go into some more greater details about the interior of the pyramid next week when we begin its history. But for today, we will do a basic overview. Sometimes it's easy to forget, when we look at the Great Pyramid, that it was built as a tomb. It was constructed to house Pharaoh Khufu's dead body and aid his ascent to heaven next to the gods. Elaborate burials became important to the pharaohs because they thought that, if they were not prepared properly for the afterlife, that they would be sent to the underworld instead of being accepted into heaven. And that was an impossible prospect for the leader of the Egyptian people. Now we will never know what was buried with Khufu inside his pyramid. But that is not unusual. In Egyptian polytheism, it was important that whenever someone died, they had the necessary things from this life to help them in the afterlife. So people were often buried with furniture, food, drink, chariots, money, and anything else that might have been important to that individual or his family. With this being the tradition for how normal people were buried, it's easy to imagine what the Pharaoh's tomb might have looked like. Fortunately for us, though, we don't have to imagine. Not with the discovery of the tomb of Pharaoh Tutankhamun, or King Tut, in the Valley of the Kings. Now, I will not cover that discovery, or the Valley of the Kings, 
in any great detail here on this show. That's too much information for our purposes. But just to help us understand the magnitude of the burial of pharaohs, I will touch on both here briefly. While the pyramids and other elaborate burial sites were awesome and magnificent, and they still are, they were an easy target for something that we will talk about more next week, grave robbers. With the amount of treasure that was rumored to be buried with a pharaoh, grave robbing was something that proved to be too tempting for a number of individuals. And not just in Egypt, but throughout history. So the pharaohs of Egypt began to hide their tombs. While they were still elaborate and beautiful, these new tombs would not have a marker like a pyramid, thus making it harder to find. One such place was what has become known to us today as the Valley of the Kings. It is called this because of the number of royal tombs which were hidden in the caves along the valley wall. As we just mentioned, what really made this valley so remarkable was the discovery of the tomb of the boy king, Pharaoh Tutankhamun. His tomb had remained undiscovered by grave robbers throughout history. So when archaeologist Howard Carter came upon the tomb in 1922, he had no idea what he was about to bring back into the light. What he found was a tomb full of gold, jewels, silver, pottery, and the coffin of the dead king itself. The outer coffin was solid gold and is one of the most beautiful coffins ever. I'm sure you're familiar with the pictures of it. If for some reason you're not, I have some pictures from the treasures of King Tut's tomb up on the website, 21wonderspodcast.com. Now, the rediscovery of King Tut's tomb is a bit of a touchy subject with me. While I do aspire to be an archaeologist one day, I personally believe that whatever is buried with someone should stay there and stay in the country where the person was buried. But I won't go down that rabbit hole today. My whole point of this is to help show the sheer magnitude of treasure and stuff that was buried with a pharaoh. As such, with the pyramid sticking out of the desert like a sore thumb, begging to be robbed, designers of the Great Pyramid of Giza had to get clever in order to try and find a way to outsmart the potential grave robbers. The designers of the Great Pyramid came up with a rather genius method to try and stop potential grave robbers and ensure that the pharaoh and his treasure made it to the afterlife. For starters, the outside entrance to the pyramid is 18 meters, about 60 feet off the ground, on the north face of the pyramid. Anyone climbing the side of the pyramid to this entrance in broad daylight would easily be spotted. From there, a downward sloping hallway leads down into the heart of the pyramid. This hallway goes all the way to the ground level before penetrating the soil. It travels downward still until it reaches an underground chamber. However, this underground chamber is rough and unfinished. It would be a very big surprise to me and historians everywhere if anything of importance was buried down there. Perhaps this unfinished chamber was a booby trap upon the completion of the pyramid. Traditional tombs in Egyptian society were underground, so anyone breaking into the pyramid might have naturally assumed that the tomb would have been down underneath the pyramid. While we have no way of knowing for sure what this room's purpose was, there is some speculation about it. 
Obviously, when the workers were laying the stones, they were told about this designed hallway leading down into the heart of the pyramid. They would have known to have leave this path open. For carving out this path after constructing the pyramid would have been a monumental task as well as dangerous. If the stones were not set perfectly together, the passageway could collapse, trapping and killing anyone still inside. So this pathway and the other pathways and rooms in the pyramid were in the original design. But for this room in particular, we don't know why. From this descending hallway, a narrow passageway heads back up into the middle of the pyramid. This passageway leads to what has become known as the Queen's Chamber. But this name is a slight misnomer. As we saw in the previous episode, the pharaoh's queens, their children, and other family members of the pharaohs were buried in smaller tombs or pyramids next to the Great Pyramids. The Great Pyramids were reserved specifically for the pharaoh himself. Well, the pharaoh and the servants and slaves who would serve him in the afterlife. But perhaps the queen's chamber was another ruse to throw off grave robbers. It is possible this room had some minor treasure in it, as well as some food, furniture, and some other things that the pharaoh might have needed in an afterlife. It is also possible that this is where some of his mummified slaves were buried. Again, we have no way of knowing this for sure. But based on what we know about Egyptian burial habits and customs, this is a fairly educated guess. Just beyond the queen's chamber is a larger room known as the Grand Gallery. Now you would think that a room named the Grand Gallery would be covered in reliefs of the Pharaoh. Maybe his family, some worship of the gods, or some heroic action that he was doing. But no, this room is completely empty. It is about seven feet wide and more than 153 feet long and 29 feet high. It also angles up into the heart of the pyramid at a fairly serious angle. Unlike the majority of the rest of the pyramid, the walls and the ceiling of the Grand Gallery are granite instead of limestone. I have some photos on the Grand Gallery on the website. I do highly recommend that you go and check those out. It's pretty cool. Again, what the purpose of the Grand Gallery was, we do not know. Some historians think that this opening was used by the Egyptian astronomers to study the stars. Since the Great Pyramid is aligned perfectly along the north-south-east-west axis, it would provide a perfect vantage point to study the stars from. But again, this is just a hypothetical. All we know for sure is that the Grand Gallery connects the Queen's Chamber to the rest of the interior of the pyramid. But what archaeologists and whoever else entered the pyramid found in the Grand Gallery was a magnificent corbelled vault. A corbelled vault is an arch of stones with the stones stacked in such a way that the one above overhung the one below by just a little until it reached its peak. I have some pictures of the corbelled vault up on the website as well. I was a little confused at what a corbelled vault was myself when I was researching this episode. The corbelled vault in the Grand Gallery of the Great Pyramid was so impressive due to the size of the stones used in the arch. The massive stone blocks of granite are estimated to weigh about 50 tons apiece. How the Egyptians moved these massive stones and set them up in such a magnificent and delicate way 
continues to astound archaeologists, historians, and visitors alike to this day. A fascinating note quick about Corbeld vaults is that they were not limited to Egypt. Corbeld vaults have been found in some Mayan ruins and some ruins in Ireland. The ancient world, although not connected in the same way as the world today, was definitely still connected by ideas and architecture. At the upper end of the Grand Gallery, there is another passageway that leads deep into the heart of the pyramid. At its end is the main burial chamber. Often called the King's Chamber, this room most likely housed the body of the dead pharaoh. But not just his body, but all of the important treasure, food, and other necessities that the pharaoh would have needed. The room is entirely lined with granite rather than limestone, just like the Grand Gallery. On the roof of the king's chamber, there is another mysterious bit of architecture. There are two small shafts, too small for a man to fit through, that run diagonally up to the outside of the pyramid, fairly high up on the walls. To this day, historians and archaeologists are unsure as to what the purpose of these shafts were. Perhaps these were simple air vents for the workers, but I find this theory a little hard to believe. The Egyptians were master architects, and what we know of their pyramid building, they would have built the pyramid from the inside out. So while it's possible there were some workers inside while this room was finished, that doesn't seem likely. So to me at least, it would make more sense if these shafts were designed to give the pharaoh's spirit easy access to the sides of the pyramid. This way, his spirit could travel up the pyramid and into heaven, just like the pyramid was designed to do. But whatever the purpose for these shafts, it seems to be the end of what was on the inside of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Or at least that's what it seemed like for hundreds if not thousands of years. But despite all the years of attention and study, the Great Pyramid of Giza still holds on to some secrets, some of which we may never know what their purpose is. One such example was discovered in 2017. Scientists attempting to understand how the pyramid was built were astounded to find a secret hidden chamber in the Great Pyramid of Giza. These scientists were shooting cosmic rays at the pyramid when this quote-unquote void in the pyramid space was discovered. Whatever this empty space is, though, Egyptologists rather quickly dismissed the idea of there being gold or treasure or some other kind of valuable in this space. Frankly, to me, it is disappointing that a statement like that had to be made immediately following the discovery. Now, I understand that the pyramids were probably once loaded with treasure, and that the allure of treasure is very difficult to pass up, but whatever treasure was in the pyramid was most likely taken by grave robbers thousands of years ago. And to me, the ancient world has been plundered enough. Someone once asked a question, how long does someone have to be dead before grave robbing becomes archaeology? That is a profound question. And I won't go down that rabbit hole of grave robbing and archaeology here. That hole is just too deep. But I do believe, as I said earlier, that the treasures of the ancient world belong to the peoples of where they were buried. And if those peoples do not exist anymore then the treasures should still remain where they were discovered. But greed is a powerful motivator, and sadly, money often trumps historical importance.
A perfect example of this was when we talked about the Colossus. The fact that it was melted down for the bronze and iron to make money and weapons, rather than leaving the magnificent statue there in pieces, is disappointing and sad. Alright, I'm out of that rabbit hole. Back to the Great Pyramid. Discoveries like this void prove to us just how little we actually know about the Great Pyramid of Giza. It also poses a few interesting questions. Questions like, what is in this space? Was this space designed to be there? Or did a portion of the pyramid collapse? Or perhaps the most difficult question for us to answer, how do we tell what's in this space? It's not like we can just dismantle the pyramids and figure this out. Who knows, maybe someone will think of some way or invent something that will allow archeologists and scientists to actually look into this empty space. But until then, the Great Pyramid of Giza will continue to hold on to its secret. The interior of the Great Pyramid of Giza is as mystifying to us today as it was to the first men who entered it after it was sealed. But entering it certainly did not come easy or without substantial challenge. Some of the most important men in history encountered the Great Pyramid of Giza, and one rather fascinating tale comes to us from European's greatest conqueror, and arguably the greatest general to ever walk the earth, Napoleon Bonaparte. Bonaparte.